Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning back in. This is Sky's Limit Podcast, and I'm your host, Sammy G. And we have an amazing guest today, all the way from Montreal. Please introduce yourself. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm uh, hailing all the way from Montreal or unceded territory of the Kanakahage Nation. I'm really happy to be here on Sky's the Limit. Uh, most people know me as Dr. Jafrali, but for day- today, to be casual, me and Sammy, we're just going to kick it under Nisha. Most folks know me as Nisha on the streets, so we'll, Nisha! we'll, we'll do it with that. So how are you? Sammy? I'm I'm very good. I feel at peace, very comfortable. And I have to say, Sammy's got a dope plant set up. <laughs> The plants are very happy. They are thriving. They're thriving in this Vancouver dark weather. (laughs) With all the beautiful lights we have now. Absolutely. Activating their photosynthesis. (laughs) (laughs) I actually may have to get those light uh, tips from her. I mean, not that Montreal gets dark, to be honest. We get sun. You get night. It's just freezing. It's super freezing. But it reflects off the snow. It's like... Yeah, that's true. I actually, I'm not that scientific, but yeah, it is true. Well, when I lived in Ontario, I remember how blind it It would be after like the first snowfall. There's this joke that Canadians are little meteorologists (laughs) because we're always asking about the weather. But truth be told, when you see the sun in Montreal or in Ontario, you know it's hella cold and you gotta layer up. Yeah. Even here, it's like a wet cold, so I get cold in my bones. Yeah. And I start shivering, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to be ready to so go out. I think it's funny, when Sammy and I met this summer, we just kind of clicked. She has, you have so much great energy. And, Thank you. Um, Thank you. You too. I think one thing that we both have in common is that we are both mixed race. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Do you consider yourself mixed race? Do you identify yeah. as mixed race? I've always had these issues with these labels me too i've always identified as mixed but i also was privileged enough for my parents to still be together so they never like had this weird tug of war of my identity like i was equally my father as i am my mother i came out of a black woman but i never really walked around saying oh i'm black i'm just black like i never Mm -hmm. tried to like denounce the white part because i do have an amazing family that's white an amazing family that's black. Like, I don't need to choose because I don't have, like, the same toxic mm-hmm. sometimes situation that a lot of other mixed people I know, like, don't know their father, whether it's the white father or the black father. Mm-hmm. Like, they just... There's always an issue with the father, I found. So, like, I can understand identity crisis in those situations because you're like, who do I want to be? Who who do I identify as with my parents? And, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it becomes a whole... This is why, like, when... People try to promote, oh, yeah. I want a mixed baby. I want a baby that looks just like you. I'm like, don't have sex with a black man just oh. to have a mixed kid. Because you don't have sex unless you know how to raise a kid. Exactly. Okay? Let's, let's, let's not up. fetishize kids, but let's also yeah. not like just have So do you think that kids. it made a difference that you had a black mom? Because I yeah. too have a black mom. Yeah. And I, I think find it very different. It's, it's very different. I think having a black mom, you... Like, I feel more confident in my black identity because I had a black mother to, like, show yeah. you what that's like. Where I feel like having a black father would have been, I don't know, a little different. It wouldn't have been the feminine, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been a very masculine point of view. And yeah. I feel like having that black mother, she wasn't 
like as affectionate as she is now. Like she definitely grew into her. Like once I left the house, she became a lot more oh, yeah, hugs and they, things. I'm like, what think, is this? They think they own you. When you leave. <laughs> oh yeah, I have the I mean, she's good. At, like she's better than her previous before. She's very good at like letting me do my own thing and stuff. But she still has this fear of like the world. Possibly, mm. you know, like every parent, they're. Worried. It's interesting that you say that because I definitely feel like mothers are your first teachers mm -hmm. and I'm not quite sure and this is no disrespect to anyone who is a white mother raising a mixed race child but I'm not sure because they're living in the dominant view in society I'm not sure they understand or they've experienced they can't the complexities it's, they yeah. can't like I think it's hard for us to like make people see from a lens that they literally can't they can educate themselves and they can talk mm -hmm. to other people that have the experience but until you go through it you know most times it's like unless you walk yeah. in that person's shoes you're never going to know the magnitude or like the pressures absolutely and like so, just being on the street people exactly. will come up to you and they're like they'll just guess you this thing like i've had people from like weird stuff like things that don't even make sense like i can understand costa rica i guess because they're all actually there's a huge afro costa rican you know, population out there so i can get i, can I had that one too i can understand and like dominican okay whatever i don't speak spanish but i'm learning spanish right now <laughs> um and there's like moroccan i'm like do i mm, i've had maybe. people think i'm um ethiopian and okay. He, which I don't know if I Yeah, see I don't it. know about that one. I could see it in the hair, maybe. But there's guys that are like, oh, are you? And well, those like, people no. are They're just hoping. No They're just hoping. Yeah. Get a passport, Sorry. bro. Get a passport. <laughs> no, but I get you. So I have a mom who's black as well. Is she Caribbean? No, my mom is not Caribbean. It's my dad who's the Caribbean. Oh, nice. Um, my mom is from Nova Scotia, so which um, is like the original... Black the folks black. Yeah. in Canada. Well, one of the original streams of black folks in Canada. My dad is Guyanese, but he's Indian. Oh. So that's the Caribbean part of me. Ooh. And uh, so you're not mixed with white. No, I'm. I'm. My mom is black. My dad is Indian. That's my mom. My granddad is is Indian as Indian. well. Oh, but Jamaican. Cool. Like they're Jamaican. Yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Indian. I know. There's, I like that too. <laughs> There's a lot of Indian. And then my parents are also mixed in terms of like your parents like countries my mom is from canada like your dad but my mom my dad is from guyana but religiously as well like my mom is a christian and my father is a muslim so uh, like you i grew up with the same thing i never had to choose but you were lucky because we didn't have parents that felt like we yeah. had to like figure it out like but also in guyana like there's a huge almost an equal split of black and indian folks so they grow up together and that's of, cool yeah most of my aunties and uncles are married to black partners on the indian side so it's pretty funny oh yeah i, I meant to say that my grandfather on my dad, mom's side Sorry. is half indian half black oh, so like i me. thought growing up that he was just black and then when i was like way, yeah. older enough like but it's that. funny because i got a lot of rejection from the indian community i wasn't indian enough 
Yep. But the black community was like, ah, you good. We claim. We claim. But they try to claim people that ain't black. Like they were trying to claim Ariana. I was like, she ain't. Yeah, black. <laughs> I got some issues with her, but that's a whole other. Episode. That's a whole other. That's a whole other episode. There's something about her that's rubbing me the wrong way lately. But it's like everyone that's like an influencer trying to be this big thing. There's so much black fishing, like trying to be dark enough that's to a like. Good term. Black Tell fishing. Tell people what black fishing is. Okay. I'm gonna use this. Well, let's get it on a dictionary level, and then oh I'll just God. explain it. On Pack what fishing? I love it. Okay, black. You mean new words? Fishing. Okay, it's a, it's a word. <clears throat> um, yeah, black fishing is when white public figures, influencers, and like, uh, do everything in their power to appear black. So maybe they're not trying to like, actually be black in their everyday, mm-hmm. but on social media, they are getting sponsorships because of the tone of their skin, which looks darker than even my skin tone. Like naturally, like if I'm not in the sun, like I'm a yellow tone. That's the Indian coming through. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would put Ariana Grande in that category. Well, cause she was really, really pale. Yeah. When she was on like now that TV show. Tan bedding or whatever. I mean, I guess everybody's just doing these like, you know. See, I heard that, okay, there's a show I watched called The Neighborhood, right? It's got uh, Cedric the Entertainer in it. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are old as fuck like me, uh, do, we, do we swear on the cast? Yeah. Okay, good. I, yeah, I gotta know. All the time. Okay, so <laughs> for those of you who are old as fuck as me, by the way, like Sammy's at her prime. I'm like medium roast. I'm 43. And uh, Tina, for those of you, again, who are old like me, she used to be in a show called Martin. She was um, the friend of Martin's girlfriend. And Tina is Cedric the, uh, Cedric the Entertainer's wife. Anyways, the point is, she makes this comment that I thought was so on point. She said, you want all the rhythm of black people, but you don't want our blues. And I thought, oh, it just hit me that way. I've heard that, yeah. You want all our rhythm, but none of our blues. And that's why I got issues with people like Kim Kardashian, who are rocking cornrows and calling them boxer braids. Or Ariana Grande. But that's not what today's cast is about, folks. We're going to get to identity. This is just identity and how other people that are born white very pale skin can choose the point is you can choose to tan yeah. inject yourself with melanin whatever you want to do if you're and rich enough keep your privilege keep your privilege because at the end of the day you are white and deemed white by the community but you can have the luscious quote-unquote yeah uh skin that is glowing and blah 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 but it's like it's just frustrating because they're praised for it, but people that are born naturally with it and happen to be black descent, or even yeah. if you're a darker Indian person, you're hated on. Absolutely. Because it's like, oh, that's dirty or I'm like, what is yeah, the- Yeah, and, and that hierarchy of color is very Colorism deep is a, a problem. It's, it's very deep and not just in our community. Everywhere, all colonialism, everyone. It Absolutely. has taken over the world. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, because we got black moms, right? Yeah. So I don't know about your black mom, my black mom and this is where we're shifting gear audience my black mom was open as fuck with sex yeah mine okay so you okay i was lucky i they told me about sperm and egg when i was like three like i knew an anatomy i don't remember three now oh (laughs) (laughs) okay yes (laughs) but i just remember like they've always been very like anatomy, this is anatomy, like not like where most parents are like, this is your cookie, this is like making like food names. names like genital naming. I'm like, shaming. why? It's genital, like it shouldn't be. And I read this article that like, 
you need to just talk to your kids as what it is because mm-hmm. if you give alternate names teachers and other people maybe your kids being sexually harassed by someone and they're yeah. telling the teacher but they're saying cookie or they're saying a word that just sounds normal that's a good point actually so yeah. just for future anyone that i know that has kids or anyone that's listening to this that has kids just be Name it's not it. a dirty word. Vagina and penis are very... I think, I think that goes down a lot to how, as a society, we see sex as well. I, yeah. too, had a mom. I mean, I don't know if she was naming things. I don't remember. But I have clear memories from my teenage, my adolescence, my mom being like... You know, my so a little bit about my mom. My mom was a single mom. Okay. Uh, she raised me and my brothers and my sister. But my mom is dope as hell because she also fostered. So she had wow, me and my that's brother. That's a lot of work. Yeah, she had me and my brother, and then she fostered uh, two of my cousins who were raised as siblings with us. So, you know, here's my mom with two kids. You know, she mm. had a partner, but she wasn't prepared to marry the partner because for her it was about her and her kids. And then she takes on additional two kids. So I remember the four of us growing up, and I'm the eldest out of the four. Me too. Yeah. Older power. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we always get the, the weird First form. We get the worst of it. We get, we get the weirdest <laughs> shit, right? We get the experiments. We get the yeah. rules. We get yeah. the weird shit. And We're then the, the kids get the best of exactly. the bad. They're like, oh, we'll be a little more relaxed. Hey, with yeah. Things. And I remember my mom saying, okay, like, you know, we got to talk. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and this is my mom would be like, she would never hide her body. Mm-hmm. She let my brothers know this is what a pad is. This is what tampons are. We um, like this. We like yeah. this. She was like, this is what a condom is. Don't bring grandchildren. And then she'd show us the stairs. These are the stairs we were going down. We were going to be pushed down <laughs> if we came home pregnant or having someone impregnating someone. Well, like I didn't have that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> My mom, her like threat was to just put me on birth control thankfully it worked out but my mom was cool like she was like here's your gynecologist oh go on you know if you need birth like she was mad she's cool she's proactive we like a black mom that's proactive because i know a lot of people that didn't have a proactive mom and like they they were just not talking about it just again not talking about something is not gonna prevent that something from happening, people. So and you don't get pregnant by holding hands, FYI. <laughs> that, that theory is still out there. And there's no storks, okay? Yeah. I'll push that Sorry. out. So you but know, it, it, it changed my life. It's funny because my mother being so open. I actually am a teacher and I teach sex ed, and I'm so open. Oh my god, I want to do that. I'm gonna talk to you about that. Yeah, be a sex educator, why not? I love it. And um, I realize now that when you talk about naming your anatomy, that's how blunt I am in class. Because my mom was like, you need to protect your sexual health. She also sexual health other is other things too, but like <laughs> shaving vaginas. We were like, what? My sister and I were like, what the fuck? Oh, wait. I don't want to know about this yet. Okay. Yeah, my sister and I were like, whoa. And we would call, we call each other. Shout out to my sister and it was good like yo mom tell you this i'm like ah oh, man she's like yo mom told me that i was like ah and we would exchange stories about this kind of we would call it sexual trauma but it was sex education because again you're you're one of the few that actually get that quality time with your mom to talk about something yeah. like that like i was lucky enough that my parents were open enough that if i had something to say maybe she didn't want to, she didn't like to hear some of it because she's like oh, like just disappointing. Her. You hear, you hear but, it. But, uh, 
saying the full name Samantha uh, but the whole point at the end of the day is that I felt comfortable enough to come to my parents about certain things if I got harassed by boys or something they would like you know interject and like be like okay we're like we're going to get your statement so that you can like own this and this is like you get to say where this goes and it's like and it like at the time it felt traumatic because it's like I don't want to go to the cops like I don't want to talk yeah. to nobody about this but then at the end of the day like I'm happy because it probably put the fear into those boys and hopefully like deterred them from doing that to anybody else but at the end you know like you have to kind of do things that you don't want to do when you're younger and I think you're bringing up a good point because catcalling is something that is more recently on our radars right I mean it's funny with catcalling right it was annoying but at the same time it was flattering it was yeah and it's in this or we're supposed to feel flattered because we're only as good as we look to these boys and that and that's a whole uh, that's a society thing too because i have high school students tell me about catcalling and in my head i had to think about it like was that such a big deal? And then I realized, yeah, I just accepted it. Yeah. I didn't really... I feel like we were agreeable people. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just like... Yo. I don't care enough. Like, Yeah, whatever. but my mom is that, that type of person where we call her the warden. <laughs> She's that person like, oh, I know you're not talking to me. She's so, like, straight. Oh, yeah. That I think... Sounds I picked, like my mom. <laughs> I picked up part of those personalities. But it's true that at the end of the day, we're still fighting that desire not to be reduced just by our looks. But then at the end of the day, we're also, we want to feel good in our own body, so we'll do things that yeah. others might deem, oh, you're just doing it for attention. It's like, no, if I put on makeup, it's not because I'm trying to make, what, the delivery man think I look good. It's like, if yeah. I want to feel good, I'm going to look good, and that's for me. But to always assume that what girls do with their bodies is in trans for male audience, not everybody's hetero too. Like not every lady wanna well, man. Yeah, yeah. So and, and that's in that like we're really opening up the can today, folks. Cause yeah. in my head I was like, why do I have to shave my legs? Like yeah. these are things I that barely I was, I was like, I'm not like I you know okay, so this is my brown side. I'm Indian. <laughs> have Indian. And in the brown culture, beautification, oh my god it's on a heavy level it's like asia like in asia it's just so that's where most people go for a lot of their procedures because a cheaper and b you get a whole trip out of it and you get to like see these people and these people will make you feel like a celebrity there's people like the permanent eye oh no i don't know i don't know is it their eyelid yeah i don't know there's the eye color you can change your eye color now and see now it's gross. But to me, I, I used to sit in London when I lived there in England, and I would go to these these aunties who I really love um, threading compared to waxing eyebrows, and they would be like threading their arms or legs, and I'm like, what? what? That's a lot of work. That, that's a lot of pain. But what? also, isn't it work to like? Yeah. Wouldn't like, wax and I mean, be I'm faster? I'm showing Sammy how hairy I am. But I you're not that less. hairy. I just don't care. That's very light, y'all. I, I, you can barely see. I just don't care. That's the problem, right? But Me too. Except I, I personally, I got uh, laser on my parts. Um, and I haven't got my legs done yet. But for me, it's just 
doing modeling and shit, I'd want to always have to shame yeah. like every shoot. But you see, that's a choice you made. That wasn't. That's for, for me, head. right? That's for me, cause exactly. and it's a business expense at the end of the day. I'm like, yeah, I can write it off. Exactly. It's fine. Like I just want it so that. And my arm hair, I never bothered me, but I know girls in grade five are shaving their arms because they were that petrified that boys wouldn't like them, and they yeah, just like had weird. to get rid of it. I was like, girl, you are like ten. Why are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that girls at such a young age are feeling the need to like but, and that's all part of identity like i realized between sex identity you and i you're right we are lucky in the sense that we have parents that who were are open. strong in their identity open and pass that strength on to us because my parents used to walk downtown montreal and talk about like i was going to mcgill which i did <laughs> but I think they had a plan for me, but they were good enough parents to know that uh, they can only be actors in the plan, and mm-hmm. then I am the plan. But uh, it's a it's a bit weird. I mean, recently, for those of you who you can look me up on Instagram, I shaved my head, right? Yes, I hope one day I can have the. It was oh, it was a uh, it was about a year in progress before I decided. You have to mentally prepare yourself. Yeah, like, or have real. a mental breakdown. And you're like fuck it, <laughs> or like use an app and try to figure out what you look like bald. Because <laughs> I feel like my head's too tiny. My hair makes up a big chunk of my head, and like when I have my hair oh, up, your people head are like. So cold. Uh, yeah, oh. I'm already so cold all the time, so I don't think it's a smart But again, man. it goes back to that beauty and sex. Like, what do we consider sexy? And I I was like, am I going to look like a boy? No. <laughs> She's so beautiful, to... y'all. Thank you. I was like, am I going to look like a boy? No. Um, I love my curls. I've got curls similar to Sammy, right? Really strong, I need to go strong f- curls. I need to go further down here. Yeah, yeah. I got I really, really strong curls. I need curls. to see some of this evidence. Um, but it goes back to, right, your beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and your sex and like your sex appeal and man. And why just... is everything about sex? It's just like, if we focus more on, you know, the intellectual side, like what do you have to offer as a human being and not what do you have to offer as like a mannequin? Like we ain't mannequins walking around, you know? So it's like, well, here's the thing, <sighs> like, so here's another question that we can ask the audience, and please comment on Sammy's you yeah. know, ID and answer the question. Comment, please. Um, it, does the same pressure to look good or to know about sex exist in same-sex relationships or pansexuality or throuples, right? Like, does, does that same pressure... Open to non-monogamy. Yeah. People. So if oh, y'all... Just, I just learned about different forms of polyamorous. So it's I'll... so fun. I mean, I personally, I'm a very, like, not even possessive person. I'm just like... I'm possessive as fuck. When I... Well, I guess that could be a word. But, like, for me, it's not even about possessing. Like, I, me and my partner have a very, like... We have our individual lives because he's at work a lot of time. Like, being a, in film, it's very mm. extensive. And I work from home. So I have, like, my own, like, meeting with people. Like, with, meeting with you today and, like going out into the world and I'm a very you know I mean I should have just gone to major in communications um, <laughs> sociology is good sociology is pretty close um, but just meeting people that's kind of my thing so we have very like comfortable we're very comfortable with allowing each other to have our own separate mm-hmm. things but at the but same time we wouldn't be in a throuple no and yeah. I wouldn't want to be we both think it's way too much effort. <laughs> it's already enough effort for us to focus on each other. She didn't say no. She just said it's too much effort. No. <laughs> no.
know, but I also don't feel like I, I have that want. Oh, her curls be popping. Yeah, that's my curls. So I've got really curly, tight curls. Yeah, you tight do. curls. I do miss them. But I, but rumples, I just feel like I never had the want to date multiple people seriously at the same time. Cause that just, I put so much effort into one person I really like that it's like, it'd be like, I feel like I wouldn't be giving yeah, enough to everyone that. else. And obviously you have yeah. side pieces, you know, some people have like their main person yeah. in an open relationship and then they have like people they kind of just yeah. more. But see, that's know. again, that goes back to sex education, right? We're still raised in a very cisgender understanding of sex and relationships. And I was having this conversation. These are conversations I had yesterday with 15 year olds. We were talking about consent. And I told them one of the things that bother me is that the conversation is always framed in heterosexual certainty. Yeah. Just for the audience, if you're interested, I am heterosexual. I am a cisgender woman. But I do understand that these nuances in different sexualities played out differently. And I'm curious to know about it. And so we were talking to a friend of ours on our podcast who is polyamorous. And there's different forms of... There's Bro, different forms. I didn't even know I, I get through these like yes, there, there are. And I get lost in the YouTube of it all because But then the question is, does is monogamy a construction that is maintainable? Mm. Sustainable, I should say. I think it's sustainable for those that have opted for it, not those who feel like this is the only way. So there are people that maybe have like let's talk about perpetual cheaters. Are they in essence polyamorous at nature and they've been forcing themselves to be monogamous but slip up and have sex with other people that's because that's or sex addicts or sex addicts like there's sex addicts have addiction sex that's addicts that. is an addiction yeah. but like people that may be like labeled and, and aren't yeah. actually inherently sex addicts but oh you're a sex addict because you just always want da, 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 da. and maybe their needs do need more than one person to satisfy so there's interesting it's very interesting and i, I think, think it's individualistic just like yeah our heterosexuality might be so different than another heterosexual that they barely have sex but that's okay yeah. for them like there's asexuals there's there's so there's many demisexual trust me i'm learning all, all, all about this <laughs> it's it, very exciting though and even in heterosexuality there's diversity right it's yeah. not just you're with one person i i just think that now i'm like it's man, a lot more open i, feel like I'm, I shouldn't say man Folks, I feel like I missed the boat, right? Because I grew up in a very um, black heterosexual, and white. yeah, very, very black like and white girl, but, boy, gender. So well, this is it. But I, I know that you know I I'm not bisexual either, but I appreciate women. Oh, I can look at a woman and be like, dang, she hot. Right. But Yo. then people will be like, well. You know, people question that, but I—that's why it's I, humans. I can see a human yeah. as very attractive. I agree. Do I have sexual attraction to them? Maybe a little bit because. But do I want to pursue? Rihanna it? is sexually. She's attractive. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Rihanna. Yeah. Very she, actually, she doesn't do it for me. No disrespect, really? Riri, but nah. She Honestly, doesn't. she doesn't. Nah, I find I'm, <laughs> nah, she don't do it for me. It's, it's, it's weird. a thing. I've had. I've loved her since I was like nine. So yeah. No, but I think that that's why when people say to me, "How do you know sexuality is fluid?" and I said it's because when you can take a moment to appreciate someone, that's fluidity, mm -hmm. right? Like it's not. Oh, I have to sleep with them. I think that's another. I think thing that's the sex. problem. Is a sexual attraction has to mean I'd have sex with that person. No, but you can be attracted. Attraction is very like. It's I very open. It's very yeah. open. Because what I might think is attractive is obviously different than you. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Different people, there might be a mass amount of people that think 
this new TikToker is super hot and super amazing mm -hmm. and they want to get to know them. But then there's somebody else who maybe less people think is attractive, but they themselves think they have no insecurities. They feel really good about themselves. Yeah. So sometimes the people that are looked up to the most have the most insecurities and are deemed the most beautiful. They might have more insecurities than people that don't have the millions of followers and millions yeah. of fans, but they feel the most confident in themselves because they're authentically presenting exactly. themselves. I think that's why, like, a lot of times I, I'm thankful for my parents and this mesh of an identity they gave me because I think we were born with the skill to be able to pursue or to examine more than one perspective right from the jump. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that folks that are in the same family dynamics, you know, like you have a same uh, ethnicity family that you don't are not able to look at other perspectives but i'm saying i think Sammy they mixed you're like you're forced, forced. <laughs> it's like a born skill yeah right well, because you have to well for me i never like really saw my family as the white family or the black family i could see there was different skin tones but for me growing up it's like i loved them all the same because they loved me and cared about me and showed me like a good time Absolutely. like we went out to toronto and visited my well, actually, most of my family is like in the greater Toronto area. Mm -hmm. um, and then my grandparents were in London with us. So I was in London. And driving between Toronto and London was, are we there yet? Like literally yeah. me at four years old, are we there yet? <laughs> like, I mean, that's a drive and a half. And then we drove all the way out to BC when we moved here. Wow. Like that was eight full days because like my brother is only like a year and a half. So we'd have to stop every night and get a hotel. Wow. So it was like seven nights and eight days of driving. And just my dad was on his motorcycle. <laughs> he was just Trailing living his life. best life. <laughs> and me and my mom and like the you all. It was wild. But I think you're right. I think we inherit a skill at a young age because you have to. You have to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times when I was celebrating Christmas with my mom and then doing Eid with my dad. Oh. And I, and I don't eat pork, and it's funny, like, that's something But a lot that, of Jamaican, like, a lot of Caribbean people, even if they're not Muslim, don't really eat They pork. don't really mess with They don't pork. trust it. My mama don't trust it because she said it's, it's dirty. dirty. Yeah. Or something. But I'm like, mm, it, like it, That's another, that's but a whole science I eat it science so little. Like, I eat it so little, but I'm like, that, I think bacon, I will I have. like turkey bacon. BLT, I will have. <laughs> But that's for everybody's, you know, strokes and folks. I think, yeah. uh, you know, for me, because, you know, eating pork is considered haram, I don't do it. But the thing is, I was born to a mother who ate pork. And my father was like, oh, my God, you're feeding my child pork while she's pregnant. And truth be told, most folks know I stopped eating pork when I was 10 because my parents were divorced. So my mom oh. is the provider, right, of the food. Um, but it's funny, again, my mom is not this super educated religious person, but when I told her I don't want to eat it anymore, she was like, all right, cool. And I, I haven't touched it since. And it's so funny. That's impressive. That's she, like three decades. Yeah. And I, and she's like, you don't ever miss it. And I'm like, I don't even think about well, it. Well, you were 10. Like, what are you? That's like, if I cut it out, then I would be like dreaming about like <laughs> some sausages. Like even right now, I'm cutting out foods out of my diet that... I'm having like inflammatory issues with. So mm. like I'm trying to clear up my acne from being on the pill for seven and a half years. Can we talk about that? Like <laughs> uh, the pill is not made for women. Created uh, by men yeah. to do like for not for women. So I was on it for seven and a half years, so I am going to a naturopath tomorrow. Good. To figure out where my hormone levels are, to see like what I'm intolerant like what foods am I like low key Try some Japanese allergic acupuncture. to. I'm not trying that. There's a Chinese I know Chinese acupuncture is very dope. 
but there's there Japanese. No, I gotta tell you, and there's only one in Canada, Shit. and they're here in Vancouver. Oh, okay. I was like, do I have to go to Montreal? No, I'm actually going to see this Japanese acupuncture an hour before, no, three hours before I catch my flight. That's how much I need to see him. His name, I'll tell you what it is. He's a Low Japanese. Low key promo. Student. Yeah, <laughs> this is a promoted. Uh, he's they're on commercial. Cool, that's close. Um, close enough. Yeah, I mean, I came from there today. Uh, they're on commercial. The clinic is called uh, Tunome Integrated Health, nice. and it's on two six five five Commercial Drive. But it's really the Japanese acupuncturist who's also Japanese that's who and my husband is Afro-Japanese that's a whole other episode yeah he is that's amazing so So we mix mix wait so y'all have kids we don't, but we have, he has two children before me who are black Okay, because I was Japanese. like, I want to see what this looks like. Yeah, my children are black and Japanese, so we're also mixed. Oh my God, they're, they're so cuties. cute. Ami and, and shout out to Ami and Reno. Oh. And um, I find Japanese acupuncture less invasive, like less mm. needles, and it's done wonders. I've never done acupuncture. Uh, it's, it, this is what I'm saying, neither did I. And I was like, I'm not trying to put 50,000 I'm not trying to die today. But it's six needles. Oh. And it's actually um, a very specific technique. And I could do six needles. I mean, yeah. you see the tattoos I got. Exactly. I can do needles. I can do needles. But honestly, I think you've made a great choice for you because the pill has a lot of effects and people don't want to talk about this. The other problem I find is that a lot of our sexual health is not in the hand of Women. No, it's very male dominated. Yeah. When he comes, when he is satisfied, when he is ready to have but sex, it's time to have sex. Member, right. And also the barrier methods, right? We have to take the pill. What? And they've had a way for them to take the pill, but obviously they're not going to fund something that even the scientists themselves don't want to take. Exactly. Like, why, why are we forced to make women? And the fact that Puerto Ricans are part right? I don't know about that one. We're gonna, gonna have to cut that. this out. We're gonna have to check that. Peru, Peru, Peru was where in the states when like they started doing the trials. They went to Peru because uh, the, they always experimenting. On it's both. so messed up. And but, but you're but, right. But the government allowed it to happen to the people because of overpopulation, oh, quote unquote. I, you like, know what? We'll check fact that. But that's not. I'm, I wouldn't history. be surprised because eugenics, baby. Eugenics, Tusky experiment in the states. <sighs> Um, and they, they, I now was reading recently that they're selling, um, not selling, sending and selling expired vaccinations for COVID down to Which is so Caribbean and, India and all these folks. So what Sammy is saying is not far from the truth because history has documented it that this has been done. But that's the point. It's not male oriented. So I'm in my 40s, folks. I've said it now four times. And <laughs> I'm at the point where my fertility is ending. And my male gyno, who, by the way, I love my male gyno because he's on point and he he teaches me a lot for my kids, which I appreciate for my students. But I asked him, why is it that when a woman, black women are, are highly more susceptible to fibroids and endometriosis mm-hmm. than most other women? But their answer immediately is hysterectomy. So I said, hold on a second. Is this some race-based medical trauma? Come to find out that it's not even a black woman thing. All women who suffer from endometriosis or fibroids, they're one of their sole options is hysterectomy. 
hysterectomy is the removal of your fallopian tubes or your uterus. So my question was, why is that our only option? And you know why? Because female gynecologists, there are not enough of them, and it's not an area that has been studied by male doctors. So we don't actually know what causes fibroids. So fibroids are benign, non-cancerous tumors that hmm. grow in your uterus. No, I know people that have it. It's so Susceptible sad. more to black women, but we have the most painful options to remove them. And the reason why it hasn't progressed is because women researchers, for women researching for women. Mm -hmm. To me, that's fucked up. So any of y'all that want to become a gynecologist, please. maybe that's something you want to research look women's into. stem cell, please, because I don't think, like I, I suffer from endometriosis, but I won't do a hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. I actually go to my Japanese acupuncturist. And so it helps. It, it, it super helped. My uterus was having a party. Oh, she was like, bum, ba da da yeah, bum, they bum, were like, ba da like, bum, you know bum. What? That kind of party where they squatting bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow me. Squat bitches, squatters. I call them squatter invaders or uterus squatters. So and they're little cysts. So, yeah. So if I, I think of endometriosis as like um, eczema for the uterus because that's the way it looks. And then you have fibroids, which are these little tumors that hang out and they think they belong there. Mm -hmm. And they actually do some really fucked up things, by the way. So there are things that we know that help them have a party. Red meat helps them Same. have a party. Um, so you're like, soy milk. So you're doing certain things to stay away from your body and I'm doing literally the same thing. Ex yeah. For different reasons, but it's health of your body exactly i want it to work like a well-oiled machine exactly. i want to stay away from anything that's going to inflame or exactly. irritate like i know if i have a deep fried chicken burger even though it's the best korean chicken burger i've ever oh, had in my korean fried chicken is good so good so spicy i know it plays out anyways but like i know i'll break out the next day because my skin is like it causes like that reaction of like the extra sebum on the top mm. of your skin it causes extra production of oil blah 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 and maybe i'm allergic maybe i shouldn't eat deep fried foods i've been staying away from like anything oily when we had pizza the other day i was like can we go to that vegan place because mm. i really the vegan cheese is bomb i haven't had vegan cheese yet but Honestly, when you get it, like I know, I want to Google where to buy it from because I want to make my own vegan yeah. like cheese stuff. Commercial I, drive, I'm I sure love happens. cheese. Like I am a cheese connoisseur. Yeah. Like I love cheese. But you're right. We have to create optimal for what's conditions. best for you. Exactly. And like I think in when I started elementary school, they really pushed the like the dairy campaign, right? Well, they the, like, push that cheese. little, if you're Canadian, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> that little circle that has like all the fruits yeah. and the plants. And dairy was like a 25% yeah. or something. Exactly. I was like, but um, we have to redefine dairy, exactly. right? One of the reasons I fell in love with Vancouver, and by the way, it took me a long time to fall in love with Vancouver because <laughs> coming from Montreal, Montreal has its own fucked up megomaniac issues with language, but... At least I can see people who look like me. Yeah. Vancouver? It's very... Hi, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ethnicities, but there's not that many black, black people. We used to say hi to each other. There's more now. Definitely. There's more oh now. Oh, my God. But in, like, ten 20 years, years ago, ago, 10 yeah, years ago. My best friend, who is an Irish white girl from Montreal who moved out here, 
when she moved out here, I was like, yo, we were saying hello to the black, black folks. We didn't know each other. We're like, hey, hey, hey. Hello. But now when I come out here, you know, Sammy is one of those fantastic growths in my community that I'm like, I know a lot of black businesses out here now. You know, I can buy my cannabis from black folks out here. I love that. It made Vancouver more of an option for me and my family yeah. in the future. But you're right. So by the way, my Japanese acupuncture actually put them on notice in the uterus. It's crazy. It totally shifted I love everything. It. And I actually eat already an anti-endometrious diet without even knowing that I eat it. See, and this is the thing. If you have like certain, like for me, it's more my acne. And I do feel like I have a lot more energy since staying away from yeah. dairy, staying away from certain things. Cow's mouth. I don't yeah. cut it all out. Like no. I, we had some enchiladas the other day and I put a little bit of cheese on top, but I didn't put it on the inside because I didn't want it to be too cheesy, too much for my skin. And it it shows like if you take things with like, you know, moderation, moderation is key because I, I used to put a lot of cheese on my stuff before. And now I can be like, well, just having that little taste Absolutely. can keep me going. That's one thing Health Canada got right. It's about moderation. Yeah. It definitely is about moderation because Apparently, uh, uh, uterus squatters don't like gluten, mm -hmm. but I'm not a pro-gluten eater. No. The only thing I really eat is this wonderful cereal called Weetabix. Oh my God, I grew up with Weetabix. Oh, my dad you know, put a little sugar on that. Tell your dad, that's my soulmate, because I actually eat Weetabix twice a day. I actually bring it with me when I'm traveling. I brought it on my honeymoon. You know we're East Coasters <laughs> Yeah, this is my shit. And yeah. apparently it's not even the East Coast. People get oh, mad British. sometimes. But it's like, yeah, because my, my grandparents are British. Yeah, it's a British cereal. And I know, and I was like, I used to hate it, but then I oh, I no. got to the point where I was like, okay, actually this isn't terrible. Oh my God. It's a little no. dry. You need to let it soak up a little bit, the milk. Yeah, you soak up. So I have a whole, anyways. She we, has we a can, system. You can share my whole Weetabix thing on your Instagram, but it's a, it's a running joke. I've eaten Weetabix now almost four years for every day. Right? And my friends are like, you're like over a thousand ridiculous. days worth. Yeah, my friends are like, you are mad ridiculous. And I said, I don't care. When what I about your mini wheats? You like your nope, mini wheats? No, just Weetabix. Just Weetabix. So when I landed last night, my best friend came with my oat milk and my Weetabix. See, you're eating oat milk. I have oat milk in the fridge. What I type of oat milk do you eat? Uh, I don't like Susie's just because the sugar content is too high. I have those. I like Earth's oat milk. Yeah, that's what yeah, I have. It's not bad, but I do like Khalifa. I like their oat milk. I haven't found it yet. I feel like I only get it in Montreal because Probably. I asked her and she said, no, don't, they don't have it here. We don't have. But the other thing, going back to our identity and sexuality, I think we have those issues too because of our mixed skin. Mm -hmm. Because I, I I've have, gotten fetishized probably. Like no, but I'm saying like the issues you have with your acne, I've had um, them too. It comes from our mixed genes. And my mom doesn't. She's like, yeah. I don't understand. She doesn't get... Nope. Do you get like ingrown laser hairs? Guns. Yeah, I get crazy ingrowns. And she's like, why would you get laser? I was like, because I'm trying to get rid of these yeah. issues, especially down in the unders, y'all. Like, I haven't gotten there yet. I get some gentlemen. It gets really folks. bad. And I don't even shave down there. I used to get um, Wax? waxed and that helped. But it would also like there were certain areas down there that would get like maybe infected you know like the follicle gets infected and then it's yeah. like fuck you and then it blames <laughs> and then you, it's painful so i was like See, it's already erasing and i've only had two sessions sammy's brave because i'm like i can't have folks touch my vagina i've just been i think just being open i'm like yo go at it like. i know but i think first of all i think it's gonna hurt that's oh. one thing 
But you know what, folks? I might do it out here in Vancouver because they don't know me. Exactly. See, my problem exactly. is when I go Montreal, to Montreal, is a little too close. I have, I have a no, but because I have a whole system, right? Mm-hmm. Who does my nails? Oh. I see. By the way, I don't dress for my husband. I really like those certain aspects of beauty. I like doing my nails. I like doing my eyebrows. I like. That's right, ladies. Don't do it for no, a man. I actually do it for enjoy yourself. it. I like doing the. And now that I'm bald, I love doing the eyelash extensions and I rock the earrings. That's my look. But the waxing of my vagina, I'm like, nah, man, I, I'm not ready yet for that because I know it's going to hurt. And I'm just like. but And you don't have tattoos. I do, actually. You do? Oh, okay, I did see on. one. I saw I one. one. I saw one. Two. Okay, well, if you can get a tattoo. Three, four, five. Oh, you got bad tat? Okay. I got several. See, okay, I feel like if you can get a tattoo, it's not as bad. I think you're building it up. If you One have any day. recommendation, folks, about where I should get waxed, I have her. Please. Foxy Box is the best. It'll make you laugh. Like you're laughing more than you're like in pain. But then my here's That's an awkward fun. question. Like talking about sex and identity. And Shout all out this. Foxy Box. <laughs> like, what if you like you go there and you take off your pants and like your vagina smells like how did like they they give you know. like wipes and stuff just to like antibacterial, you know? So it yeah. should be good. Because I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I, I think that's a fear that a lot of women... Can we talk... Yeah, vaginal yeah. health. Like, I think... Because first of all, your, va- your vagina... By the way, fun fact. Your vagina is a self-cleaning organ. Exactly. You don't need to douche, y'all. It's true. Douching is Apparently, what they push on women. No, you don't need to douche. Doesn't and it ruin like, yeah, it the ruins pH level? Yeah, it ruins the pH level. So that's another thing, fun fact, that Sammy's bringing up. Your vagina does have its own pH level. So pH level is like... The acidity to non-acidity in so your you body. So you want it balanced. And exactly. a balance is a six. Yeah, and so it's what you eat. Yeah. It represents like uh, how your vagina is. So for example, uh, let me give you a quick example, folks. If your period is coming, like I don't know about you, but I know because the smell changes. Well, there's a definitely an, or, an iron yeah, yeah, yeah. tinge. Thank you. It is an iron. It's an iron It's smell. a blood thing. It's yeah. letting you know like, hey. She hello, coming. I'm here. For me, my fibroids start having a party. Yeah. So I feel, I, feels, I physically feel it. The it's party's really coming. Yeah, and then I start eating like flax seeds and stuff. I'm mm. like, there's no parties here. Okay. Or if you're going to squat in my uterus, it's going to be mad uncomfortable. <laughs> so how does it make it uncomfortable? Um, whenever I eat good things that are anti-endometriosis, anti-fibroid, they, so, okay, for those of you who don't know, it can really be fucked up. Like, it makes me, it zonks me out completely. The first day of my cycle, I'm like, what day of the week I is I sometimes it? can't go out. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. dead. Um, it can make you dizzy. And I don't even have that. <laughs> it can make dizzy. you dizzy. Uh, it can give you tremendous pelvic I get pain. cramps. Yeah. I try now to be a little more active leading up to my period. So that oh, yeah. Yoga. I'm like, you know, Pelvic moving floor around. exercises and... And just moving into exactly. it. Because I just... I, the times I am in fetus position, it's always the worst. So if I'm yeah. like... If I give in to the pain and I'm just like... Oh, like like crying. Yeah, yeah, then it gets yeah. way worse. So... But I do know. Move. Exactly. So <laughs> back, and our vaginas tell us. Yeah. What you eat affects your vagina. And... I know, I hopefully y'all are taking off your panties at night because your vagina needs to breathe. Yo, I have to sleep with it. Especially being one of the men that loves to be naked. I'm like, yo, I love embracing my nakedness. And like, that's yeah. why we couldn't wait till the roommate moved out. Because you're like, yo, 
I didn't even know he was so free and open about it because like when the roommate was around, he'd be a little more stern. Like he's like, what if he comes home? Like he just didn't want me like to be, you know, mm -hmm. oh, here's my tits. <laughs> so like he was a lot more frugal about it before. And then once he moved out, he just went walk around naked. I was like, oh, so you're kind of a nudist like me. Okay. Yeah, my husband is too. I love it. Because you're in your own house. You're in your own kids. house. Fuck it. You don't have and kids actually, to like. And actually you sleep better that way. Yeah. And it's also just better for your body overall. You don't have anything exactly. blocking. But you then don't I have hear odors. my mom saying, like, if the fire alarm goes off. Whatever. I'll that. just get, like, a long shirt or a sweater, and I'm good yeah. to go. <laughs> but it's true. Your vagina needs to breathe. So remember to Cotton take panties. hydrate, but also make sure to sleep nude. Because I agree. And in what you eat, what you drink affects it. It's the same way that if you're giving head and a guy comes and you taste what he eats, like, it's the same thing with a woman's vagina. Yeah. Right? It's, it has the same pH, the same balance. It needs it. Um, and, and actually, this is why, I mean, I'm still shaving. I'm not waxing it. But when you're on your cycle, it's good to give it a good shave because you get a lot of period. Yeah. And so, you know, when I, can you imagine me telling this to 16 year olds and their <laughs> faces like, are like, what, what the fuck, Jafrali? Like, they, like just, they just look at me. And I I'm feel like, like this if, is facts. I feel like if I talked to kids, they would be like, aren't you in high school? I was like, no, little Too kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm 24, so learn your place. And I got at least 10 years on you. So but at least 10. I think <laughs> I think that's the problem with like, like I've always wanted to do sex ed and like this do podcast it. is gonna be a sex podcast, y'all. And I think half of the episodes are gonna probably because I know so many people that wanna talk about Absolutely. sex and they wanna like you and know, I think it's great to like, I would love to hear, like, for example, how was, like, let's talk about the real facts of sex, right? Like, yo, sex is so romanticized. I know. And we're always expecting some happy sex feelings, but it's not always like that. No. Sometimes that shit is awkward, you know? Especially if you're not with somebody you're comfortable with. Like, yeah. there's so many different experiences that, yes, sex is one, it's not just one thing, but it's, sold as one thing you know yeah, like this is intimacy xyz this exactly. is how it's gonna go this is how it starts and they don't really teach you about foreplay why don't they teach us about foreplay leading up girls need to get actually know? women need well, it more obviously because, because we need the lubrication and, and and it's much harder for women to oh, get out of our heads yeah getting out of our heads absolutely i the more you can turn your woman on the more she will shut her head off exactly so if you're focused more on your lady or if same sex you know if you're you're more focused on your partner that like is female presenting or exactly. female, then they're more likely to shut it down easily come. Cause I remember I used to have to force myself with other partners. Like this is the first relationship where it's not even a thought. Like like I know I'm gonna come because he is gonna make sure work at good. it. Like he gonna work at it, and he's he likes to like pleasure me. It's not like yeah. oh I have to like go do work and oh I have to like turn you on. Like I feel like boys are a little like a little less giving. Yeah, <laughs> we're met if he's a real. But again, man. look at what society tells them. Right. I know. Oh, girls will. Like as soon as you take them out or like they're your girlfriend, you get whatever like they you think want. that's foreplay yeah. in, a, in a hetero relationship. There's also self form of pleasuring, right? Yeah. Like these are things that take it know, into your own hands, ladies. Right, <laughs> literally. You know, go to the store. There's a lovely woman, all women's um, sex store on Venables Ooh. and commercial. It's across. The I'm gonna street. write it down. Yeah, I mean, I walk in there all the time. I like to see what the latest products are. 
I also like, and believe it or not, it is a lot of research because I am teaching high school kids. And I mean, of course, I got to keep it current. Yeah, I don't talk about toys because then I could have parents telling me I'm going to hell and all that kind of like religious barriers. And for those of you who are interested, I am super religious, actually. (laughs) But um, But my husband is super religious as well. I'm probably more open to him. I'm a Sufi. He's a Sunni. For those of you, Sufi is like mystical Muslims. That's a really bad way of putting yeah. it, but it's the only way people will That's understand. cool, though. Okay. Yeah, I've so never heard like, of it. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen like Turkish world devils, they dance and they turn for God. So I, I'm one of those. Cool. But not the Turkish friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just the, I believe in the meditation and the humming towards God and getting closer in my personal relationship through. I'm a mystic, essentially, but a mystic through Islam. Uh, I was born, my father is Muslim, so technically, according to Islam, I'm a Muslim, but my mom baptized me with the mom there, oh. <laughs> so my parents were real wild. So I got a little bit of everything. Yeah, and my, my husband is super Muslim, right? He's a Sunni, practicing Muslim, but when it comes to having conversations about my body, going back to our moms, this was my mom saying, you need to have the best life. You deserve it. therefore, you need to feel the best. And, and the endorphins that you can get from good sex, y'all. Oh like, my god! It's an antidepressant. It's like a, it acne clearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, my skin is getting better for more than one reason. And you can have sex on your cycle if you're comfortable. It actually helps a woman with her cramps. Personally, I have period sex because it does make me feel better. I generally get horny. Yeah, and I of feel course. I feel not worried about it because he we did it probably the first week we were dating so mm. like he was very comfortable we were both just very comfortable last year and i was like well i guess this is happening but it's true she sammy said that you know women get hornier it's true when you come off your cycle think of how many hormones yes. are running through your body right and now. and you're about to ovulate and your body knows i know some women feel their ovulation i don't know if i feel it as much as some I women do feel the symptoms you know oh, like yeah, i feel yeah, the yeah. cramp sometimes a day before and then oh, yeah, 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 and then sometimes yeah, the day it comes right like sometimes i don't feel the cramp after it comes but then it, it feels like it's gutting you like oh, sometimes yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. like it's cutting you up but then other times it just feels like punching bag like bah, 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 yeah they bah. take breaks and shit <laughs> yeah. but when you're when you're coming off your cycle your egg is about to be released mm-hmm. and your body your hormones are like we want to fuck because your egg is there and it wants to be fertilized so it's pushing you and it's that's your dangerous time if you don't want to get pregnant it's on your period no after your period after your period okay good to know y'all after your period yeah so i know it's weird on a cycle um on your cycle it's the end so okay let's talk about your cycle (laughs) yeah for those some of you people, that yeah, yeah, some people have, by the way, don't let anyone tell you that your cycle is regular. It's regular for each woman. Each woman has their own regular cycle. Yeah. Some women, some people can go between anywhere between 24 to 30 days, right? And like either after 24, even even 21 days. So once you have your actual period, that's that's like not even your egg. That is the lining of your uterus bleeding coming off yeah because i often explain it to students that it's like a date yeah (laughs) it's gonna sound weird but when you when your egg releases 
it's all dressed up. Mm-hmm. It's ready. It's like I'm ready to shed my yeah, skin. It, it, it like puts <laughs> its makeup on. Whatever you do to get ready for a date. Yeah. She and it's waiting. It. Mm-hmm. So the whole uterus is ready. The lining is there. Um, the ovary is released. It's sitting in the uterus. It's just waiting for a good sperm to come its way. Whichever way the sperm comes, whether it's heterosexual or not, it's waiting. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't happen. <laughs> and then it's like, fuck you. And then it starts taking its makeup off, right? Yeah. So it starts to shed. The lining of your uterus starts to shed, which is where cramps come from. So does it build its walls up leading up to your period? Yes. And then once the, the period, drop comes. Once the egg is not fertilized, it will start to, the lining of your uterus. So your uterus is shaped almost like a, a weird U or V. Or a vase. Yeah. I think they exactly. talk about it. And so the lining, it's like taking, uh, well, I actually do it in class, by the way. But it's like <laughs> taking off a layer from your from your uterus. And that's cramps. It hurts. It hurts. So what I did in class one day was the kids, the boy kids, the boys have to find identifying boys didn't understand what cramps felt like. So I made them. Put, you want to know what it feels yes, like? Yes. <laughs> I made them put uh, some scotch tape on their on their arms and rip it off. And they were like, "Oh my godness!" And I said, "Yeah." That's well, how and they can't even feel. handle pain the way they think they can handle it. I'm like, yes. if you were a lady, you exactly. would know. But like, they they have this idea of like. I've been starting to really hate the idea of like using the word pussy as like a. Oh no, I'm not. It always bothered me, but like it's bothered me more being more aware of like just how we're always de. I guess taking away what women actually go through and the pain they have to endure. Yeah. Pussies are the most powerful thing. Yeah. Like they can stretch crazy amounts. Yeah. Like they can take. They're crazy. A beating, you know, like. They <laughs> think, bring out human bodies out of this little hole yeah like the ergonomics Which, and anatomy it don't make of sense it. yeah so i think the way like it's, if y'all use that still as like a diss to your homies and you're like oh you're such a pussy bro you're actually complimenting because like, i agree that's i'm just saying it's like so your period comes after your egg is fed up mm-hmm. but then a new egg is waiting yes that's why four to five days after your period is dangerous the danger zone. Exactly. Progesterone is wants to come out. That's the pregnancy hormone. It's dangerous. Danger zone if you're not trying to have a baby. Five days. Don't do it. And that's why I follow an app. Because the app will tell you. So when your egg is out and it's in its prime, you are like my hormone levels. Like, yo, I'm telling my yo, you need to come home now. Oh, because <laughs> the levels are out Time there. Time is I'm now. Like, Time is now because... <laughs> Ooh, that 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 will—it's dangerous. But I mean, for you, you're a little safer. For me, I'm like, whoa. No, no, I don't. The uterus squatters aren't getting a friend in there because yeah. you know the uterus squatters can actually hurt your baby. Embryo. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But we're good anyways. We have the kids. You have a need. system. You have yeah. a system. And you, yeah, like being able to be a stepmom is its own greatest. Yeah, exactly. Like you get the responsibility of not having to ruin nothing down there. That's what I'm saying you work hard for your body, but. All that to say, women, is that you we we have to own our sexuality and you know or self and and if you are you know becoming a woman or you want to be a woman, these are some of the shits that we go through. Yeah, welcome to welcome. womanhood. <laughs> and I think what we're constantly dealing with 
is the pressure of the outside telling us how we should be experiencing all this. And yeah. we never have these conversations. But I, And that's why I feel like if you ever want to invite me, you'll know to talk about sex ed or anything. Because yeah. I feel like I've, I just always gravitate to learning about sex. And like I've watched like um, sex experts on YouTube talk about like different, you know, I learned about before I even had sex. So like mm. I was very like curious to like I think so to like find out on yourself like I was lucky to grow up with YouTube where it was like flourishing and like the peak in 2010 when like YouTube became like this huge phenomenon yeah and like everybody was trying to like make an app for it right like before it's now an app that you can download but before you had to go like youtube.com on your phone and like stream like old school times old school dance and like or like save like download YouTube videos from like a mm. one of those oh, yeah, MP3 yeah, yeah. to MP4 type things. I didn't because <laughs> I used to do it all the time, and I actually did it in my degree because we had to like edit videos and stuff, and I used to download the YouTube mm. videos and then manipulate them and make different outcomes. That's really cool. So if anybody needs to download, <laughs> there's that's an option. And also, she does logos, by the way, oh, and yeah. a whole bunch of graphic <laughs> artist designs, which. You know, we're actually going to... She doesn't know, but I actually need a logo done. That's why when she told me, I was like, oh. The world works in mysterious ways. In good ways. Yes. But you're right, right? Like, we're at a point where sex education, especially for different sexual orientations, is so needed. And it's so limited, though, because teachers don't think it's a quote-unquote a parole rant to talk about uh other than heterosexual, cisgendered relationships and that's, that's because they're not comfortable it there it is you don't have to necessarily be comfortable talking about sex you just need to be able to give this information to children that are trying to figure out their identity and, and if they're you're, not ready for that yeah and if you're only giving them one side of the equation and you're not giving them the like oh there's all these different things and like if you feel this way then you don't have to feel embarrassed or but still yeah. there's the society great to be able to talk about like move beyond heterosexual sex you know, like I, I'm, I'm not forced to talk just heterosexual sex. I try to keep it to anatomy and mechanicals, mm-hmm. um, which is fair because they're young. Yeah, and uh, well, they're they're 15, 16, but you also have parents. Um, yeah, you're trying not to get suspended. Or yeah, something. but my worry is like, what if that kid is asexual? And like, I mean, I explore it. I'm good with ex- like finding ways to explore it, but. What if there is a kid, for example, who is a lesbian and they are have they're curious about how do lesbians have sex? How do you know? My and best friend is a lesbian, so it's like I learn things, but like I don't need to know their whole. It's like no, again, you don't need saying, to know it necessarily if you're not doing it. Right, but a kid needs. But people to know. that want exactly. to know, they and should have available. exactly, and it's cool to have like youtube now to be informing us yeah. but there's still you know but people should be reflecting that like yeah if children are able to tell us their pronouns and, and their transition names and you know if they're two-spirited or pan or whatever then we have a right as a as a society to update ourselves and show them how they can have safe pleasurable sex we're not even there yet. I know. We're not, we're far from it. But again, it's parents' pushback. It's of course. society pushback on allowing even transgender people to use the bathroom that they oh, chose. That's like th- that stuff just bothers me because it's like, bro, you, you think they're trying to go in there to like Who do something? Who cares? Go pee. Literally, like, yo. you're not in the bathroom more than like 30 seconds unless you're doing number twos. So like, to me, I don't even care. To I don't me, care. You, but you're right. I was just talking about this to educators that... 
we haven't even figured out what we're going to do on school trips for students who are gender nonconforming and or students who are like we haven't even got to that point in education and education is a micro system of society so you know, well, there's a lot for us to figure out, but the point is, I think you and I have we're, we're advantages yeah. of being people who are already in a situation where I where think both of our parents knew, like, shit's going to be different for It's going to be different. They didn't even know. My mom used to treat my hair like she thought because it wasn't, like, as kinky or, like, as coily that it could be treated as, like, white hair, but then by the time I'm, like... 10, 13, especially when we moved out to BC, my hair just dried the fuck nah. up. And Joyco wasn't saving it. I don't know why Joyco is always like, nah. it's over expense. It's like overpriced, like yeah, luxury. Yeah, it's not good. But I found like Mixed Chicks was a good brand to start mm. off with. I think they were. Yeah, it started a in lot. New York and Brooklyn, I think. And yeah. I think finding that out was helpful, but still wasn't hydrating enough for Like my hair is definitely, uh, a dry bitch like she needs to be hydrated every day mm. like this is out of like a do you and and in vancouver are there curly hair salons um, we got that in montreal by the way i think victoria's doing a good job there's like two or three there vancouver i don't know enough because i just don't look for it but i know vancouver and like greater vancouver has a lot more like hair stores so black hair yeah. supplies and like but you see even black hairs is not definitely for us too i know what you i mean. know so it's yeah. like I, I remember when i was when we were poor so like using the blue blue magic yeah. shit and i thought that was going to be enough to like keep my hair but then it would it it's wouldn't because it it was good for like braiding my hair in plaits or something but it wasn't good enough to like wear out because it would just be dry in some places yeah it wasn't hydrating and then was... we go through that uh combo phase where yeah. we're looking for different things well because and... they didn't make it yet right yeah. like there was nothing for us mixed children so then once you know life and influencers they make their own brands and like we're like oh this actually works shea moisture shout out shea moisture because Y'all be helping me. Like yeah. I, I only get Shea Moisture products maybe two, three times a year. But you know, like, you I'm should not check out. Um, buying it a lot, so it lasts a long. Uh, what are they called? I buy from them all the time. I'm gonna shut them out right now. Oh, Inheritance in Montreal. Hmm. So next time Sammy I come out, you, I can pick it up instead of you shipping it, because Inheritance is exclusively for people with curly hair. It's a curly hair specialist. I love it. Hairdresser. I need a specialist. <laughs> Yo, we need a specialist in more ways than one. Like, I don't know. Like, did you ever, like, do braids? Like, I used to braid my hair. Like, I didn't take, like, six hours to do, like, little extension braids and stuff. Oh, I, I, my mom used to plait my hair all the time. I never did extensions. She used to put me in those two-hair plaits with little friggin' ribbons. Oh, yeah. Throwback. (sighs) I remember the days. But uh, I want to thank you, Sammy, because... We talked about a lot of things. I know. Today. I love it. Sorry, y'all. I mean, you got a little sex ed. You got a little identity. But in that, there. it's all related. It's, cause it's sex all related. Is part of our identity, right? It is. And uh, I think it's all good. And my husband's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> yeah. No, because he's he's on his way here this evening. Oh, so he's yeah, coming out too. He's coming out too. That's he's cute. like, "What do you want? What did you forget?" Oh, nice. Because I forgot my charger, folks. Oh. Not my charger, but like my multiple chargers. Oh, nice, nice. No, I think it's important to have these conversations. Absolutely. And anyone else out there who loves talking about sex or like has a specific niche in that realm of sex and please reach out to either of us, both of us, you know, like I think the more we can build this community of like supportive sex Absolutely. educators, like 
I'm not, I can't really call myself a sex educator, but I'm a sex stand. Like I'm, yeah. I stand for open talk about sex and like, yeah. I would love to find, is there a certificate I can get? To yeah, I'm, sex I'm sure like, there is. And I think people, I mean, yeah, it seems like our, our cast today went all over, but if you think about it, it's just about us and we have multiple identities, right? Whether it's our parents, whether it's our our racial identities, our sexual identities, and we're all just trying to figure that what is our vagina helps, Dude, uterus my- invaders, uterus fertility, <laughs> all of that is you, right? Yeah. And I think that's a really important. And I, I think Sammy's doing a, a great job and we can definitely all talk on our cast. Yes. And I mean, my favorite class in university, even though it was an elective, was sexual health, like healthy yeah, sexuality. It. it was my favorite class because it's like teaching you about like your love triangles and like sex, love and like yep. intimacy. Those are like the three points. And, like, and who are you like aligned with that person or is theirs like a little flatter and wider mm-hmm. and they need a little bit more of this, but you only need like this, this. but you want, you have a peak in sex that they can't. So and like what do matching you do up about probably. that, right? What do you do? Do you work with that person? Do you say, hey, like, well, I think my uh, needs as I got older, I've old. come to realize that sex fades and intimacy rises. Yeah. Right? And scientifically, just a fun last science fact for you. I know I'm not a scientist, by the way, but I love National Geographics. And uh, National Geographic says that when you first meet someone, you have this surge of endorphins. Like you want to be with them. The chemistry, the article is called The Chemistry of Love. Okay, look it up, y'all. Yeah, it's such the a The chemistry of love. But then they said what happens is it weans off, right? Like, yeah. you know, you... It's you, natural. You, yeah. But so you're excited and then you're like... Mm. They said that in relationships, people who hug and kiss, they replicate that serotonin from when they first Ooh. met. I, I love kissing. The chemistry of how you stay together. I love kissing, so that's... Yeah, my husband <laughs> says I'm a kiss monster, but... Uh, me too. Okay, well, we have a lot in common. I, exactly. <laughs> but I, I I believe in that serotonin, right? And that's something that in the pandemic, I think people are missing the hugging. I missed it. I love... On Thanksgiving, I was hugging all of his family. I was hugging my family. Oh, I haven't... Like, hey. my bestie lives out here, and... You know, we're, we both have too many bubbles to hug, but man, I miss I miss a good hug. A good hug. I love hugs. It's a serotonin. So that it's a National Geographical article, The Science of Love. It's very interesting. Now I want to read it. And then I put, I sent it to my husband, so I was like, now you have to kiss me. He's like, it, oh my God. Uh, he's like, God damn lady. Yeah. And it's not like he's like, I'll kiss you. He kisses me twice, three times a day, but I love I, to kiss. I like to make up. I'm a makeout lady, so uh, I just want to cuddle and stuff. So, I know. What's your um, before she leaves? What's your sign? Like when I'm you, an Aquarian, believe it or not. Are you? I know it seems odd. What's do you, we need to know the rising, the moon? What uh, is actually, going so on? I'm an Aquarian. I'm almost a true Aquarian, almost. Huh. But the time I was born, I have a little bit of Pisces, and I think that's that's the, the Pisces. My partner's a Pisces, and he's such a cuddle bug. Like he just wants to like at the end of the day, just get on exactly. bed and, and get under. And that's me. My husband is also an Aquarian, mm-hmm. uh, and probably has a rise of Taurus the way he acts. <laughs> but um, Aquarians, when they find their one, they are good. Mm-hmm. They're happy. Yeah. So they, we, it's like we almost save up all of our love. Oh, that one and person. when that person unlocks it, it's like a poor floodgate for them. They're like, God damn, what have you been doing? Yeah. Because <laughs> in other relationships, I was very much the more kind of standoffish, like, okay, we're good. 
um, not as affectionate. But That's with fair. him, it's your person. It's yeah, and I feel it unlocks, and he's just like, oh my god, what have I unleashed? Yeah, like you know, I'm the. I'm, he's just like ew. I'm yeah. the hand holding. He's like, I no, love it. You can only have one. Uh, <laughs> you can have the kissing and the hugging. Or the hand, and I'm he like, doesn't no. hold hands. He doesn't like it. It's not his oh. style, but that's okay because you know okay. I realize it's uh, he'll do it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he has to initiate it. I like he's just yeah, like, yeah. No. he's like lady, relax. But I'm the hugger and the cuddler. But <laughs> that okay. really was saved up for him. I realized that that oh, uh, I wasn't so really cute. that um, affectionate. keen on it. You weren't like oh no, I was keen on it, but just I just Aquarians, we're always like. You guys are air signs. Yeah, we're you always assessing. I dated two. And yeah. it was, cause Aries and Aquarius can be the perfect match, except I have a pretty big fire. And if they're like, you know, if I yeah. feel, if the balance isn't good, then it can be really bad. Yeah. So, air is not the best for fire in that case. Well, maybe where it makes I, it bigger. Where we're I both air signs, so. I think that's the good thing. And with me, I have the cancer. Rising and moon, so I'm uh, an emotional lady, but with the fire. So Chris is yeah. uh, Pisces, so he's got a lot of water. So like the Cancer in me, like gravitates to that like softer, like yeah. kind, just more. Well, like, we're water bearers, so. But I, I mean, when I found that, to be honest, folks, uh, when I found out he was an Aquarian, I was so happy. You're like somebody who can understand. Yeah, because I was like, I cannot marry, um, like. Cancer men or Taurus no. men. I was like, no, 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 no. No, that would be a lot. That would... Nah, I was like, maybe a Libra. A Libra is also a good match. That's okay. But when I found out he was an Aquarian like me, you're like, this is perfect. Yeah, and when we get married. Val- and then I found out he was born on Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh my god, where's your love thing? He's like, nah, leave it alone. We are not only the same sign, but we're birthday opposite. So. You will know by my Instagram when it's my birthday. <laughs> I love my birthday. So, yeah. He, on the other hand, is like, if you do anything, we're going to fight. So, Aww. all I'm allowed to do is make good food for him. Fair. I mean, love, food, all. He loves food. I think food. he loves food more than me. Oh. I don't think he would deny that, to be honest. I mean, that just means you're a good cook. Yeah, my, my mom does the cooking for us. Oh. Not all of the cooking. She does the more complex dishes. Oh, do you guys live together? Yes, of course. No, not my mom. Nah, nah, nah. My mom's also an Aquarian. That can't happen. My mom is born the day before me. Yeah, my mom. I can't believe people have that. Like, I know people that are, like, born very close. Yeah, my mom's the 26th of January. I'm the 27th. So, uh, now we've reached the phase, folks, where she wants to celebrate together. I'm like, no. Well, I mean, we can have a whole podcast about traveling with parents because we went to New have Orleans. Have you traveled? Oh, we went to New Orleans and Las Vegas together, and that was wild. I couldn't find her for a couple hours. That's scary. She was living her best life. Oh, so hey, Ma, see you. In shout the out cab. to my mom. See yeah, you later. at one point, my best friend and I were like, "Yo, where's your mom and her she bestie?" Gone. We woke up and we were like, "Where are they?" <laughs> And she was out there getting her beads in New Orleans down the street. I was like, what the fuck? Just living her best life. In Vegas, I woke up. She was at the casinos. Because on your birthday, they give you like a gift and stuff like that. And I was like, where the fuck is my mother? She Partying without you. Can't take her nowhere. Can't take her nowhere. I I need to be your mom. I like to sleep. 
I need to meet your mom. Yeah, I like to sleep. I, I do. Like I'll to never sleep. forget that. We woke up in Las Vegas on her birthday, and I was like, she was gone. Birthday. She like left early. Yeah, and then she came back at 11 because she oh. said that would be enough time for me to get up, shower, and uh, eat. You just woke up. But she went down because, you know, they don't have uh, windows in the or clocks. Or clocks. Which is a prison. <laughs> so she got up at six, got dressed. It was her birthday. Went down. I was like, I, I can't. I can't but keep I up it. with you, lady. I like it, though, because she's got good zest of How life. old is she? I'm 43. My mom is 62. Damn, she's killing it. Yeah, she had me at 19. and uh, she But she's killing me. it. For her she's 60s, killing like. It. I'll show you. I can show Tammy. Uh, Sammy. Tammy. Hello, my name's Tammy Actually, now. <laughs> I like Tammy. That's a good friend of mine. But, um. Shout out Tammy. Shout out to Tammy. My mom is mad hilarious though. And oh, I should I can say, tell. I also come from a grandmother who like can smoke us under the table. I my grandmother's that. 91 and my grandmother can smoke us under, smoke and drink us under the table. That's hilarious. She my got mother is a gangster. My grandmother is a oh, bigger gangster than my mother. <laughs> we got a gangster family up in here. Absolutely. I love it. But thank you so much again for having me. I appreciate yes. it. No, thank you for coming. I'm super happy. I think this will just be a one episode, or which I'm yeah. very proud to say because... And I Keep might... I mean, it could be broken up into two if I want to do like 45, 45. Or tw- whatever. It'd be like 40, 40 or something. But anyways, I guess the outro. Anything else you want to say? No, sky's the limit. Check sky's it out limit. on your IG. Sammy is awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. You can check me out on Snare Schism. She'll tag me. I'll tag her in the description so y'all can like yeah, type it out. You it know. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Hopefully y'all learn something new on the podcast. Check whether vagina VPH. Yeah, make sure you don't douche. Like, don't listen to nobody who's no like, don't buy those products. Like, don't hurt yourself because that will mess up your pH and it will probably just make you like dry up a little Absolutely. bit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Keep it moist down there. Keep hydrated, you know. Um, and yeah, just, you know, do your own research and make sure that you're doing what's right for your body because everybody is different and everybody's Absolutely. got their own challenges to overcome. So thank you for tuning in. This is Sky's Limit Podcast and I'm your host, Sammy G. Bye.